rising on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus teaching us to pray. What I want to uh, share in the service is God's template for parenting. God's template for parenting is hidden in the prayer template that God gave us, that Jesus gave his disciples. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 8. Or from verse 9, all right? Matthew 6 from verse 9, let's read all the way to verse 13. Matthew 6, 9 to 13, we're going to read together because it's short enough for all of us to read together without losing the cohesion required for corporate reading. Are you there? If you're not there, please pay attention to the screens. Let's read together the count of three, two, one. We read... In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can I hear your voices? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Somebody shout amen. amen. Can your amen be louder than my voice with the microphone? Amen. Now that's the lowest you're allowed to go this morning. Father, we thank you because you are Father. You know what we need. You nourish our souls. You inspire us, stretch us, feed us, lead us, and guide us as we contemplate your word this morning we receive the spirit of wisdom we receive the tutorial ministry of the holy spirit we are open to prophetic activations to revisions to fresh insights and lights and we thank you because our lives will be a fruit and we'll have testimonies not only in the things that we acquire but in the people that we become and in the people that will beget and raise for generations to come thank you because nobody here will fail as a parent Nobody here will replicate the errors of the past. Nobody here will remain stuck in the trap of ungodly parenting or careless parenting or less than ideal parenting. But everyone here is elevated to a new level of divine and godly parenting by the ministry of empowerment, by the surgeon of grace, and by the administration of wisdom, insight, knowledge, understanding, capacity, enlargement. We call this done because we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. So it's interesting when people look at this, what they see many times is that they see a template for prayer. Like, you know, Jesus taught them to pray. As a matter of fact, in the Luke account, uh, he teaches them to pray after they ask him, teach us to pray. So many times when we look at this, what we see is a prayer template. But I want us to begin to look today as the Spirit of God inspired me to see that all the responsibilities for effective parenting are actually embedded in this passage. Of course, we might not be able to exhaust all the applications or all the scriptural references, but we'll be able to identify at least four to five core element that you need if you're going to be a godly parent and one of the good things about parenting here is that the bible makes it very clear to us that god's truths are timeless in other words if it worked before is it going to work again 
And it was in Psalms 145 verse 4. He says, one generation, Psalm 145, right? And verse 4, he says, one generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. In other words, there is no generation that is going to come that will be so perverse that God's truth will not prevail. There will not be a generation where there is so much lewdness, so much aggression, so much wickedness, so much contamination, so much food poisoning, so much COVIDism or COVID-21, COVID-54, that the truth of God will still not work. In other words, no matter how dark the world is, the light of God's word is still relevant. Is somebody here right now. So people might say, wow, this generation is so hard. How many feel like that sometimes? It's so difficult. It's so tough. Like if you want to fornicate or communicate finally, there is somebody who's willing to do it for you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You don't have to go far to sin. You don't have to go fast to sin. It is around you. It's amazing how it was that Job said that man drinks iniquity like water. That's what he was saying in his day, Job. He was saying man drinks iniquity like water. Now in our days, iniquity drinks man. Like alcohol. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like, Job, what are you talking about? Were you assaulted the way we assaulted and bombarded? No. But based on what he had in his generation, he just felt like there was so much sin. But guess what David said? He said, your word have I hidden where? In my heart so that I may not sin against you. In other words, it does not matter the generation in which sin manifests. The word of God in your heart will prevent you from falling prey to it. So if the parenting style of Jesus and of, and why do I say Jesus? Because Jesus referred to them as children. Do you remember? In John 21, it says, children, do you have any food? Are you following this now? Another time, he said, I will not leave you orphans. In other words, I have parented you. I've been your parent, but I'm not going to leave you orphans. So when we look through the life and ministry of Jesus and his relationship with his father, we can see godly templates for parenting. Somebody say, they walk, they walk, they walk. Some of y'all didn't say, some of you said like British. It's like, eat a work. Uh, like somebody say, eat a work, eat a work, eat a work. So for us to begin to understand the, role, the roles of the parents, we have to start with father and mother. A family unit is comprised not just of a bunch of people. I know that today when you go to your emoji file or your keyboard, you're going to see family. If you type family, sometimes you see two men and one boy, two women and one girl. Who knows what I'm talking about? I hope very soon you won't see dog, lion, and child. Or man, lion, and... Did someone say hug? And what? Oh, cub. I was hearing hub, like king's hub. <laughs> right? So, but that's the perversion of the generation we're in. But it does not neutralize or nullify the ver veracity and authenticity of the word of God. David said, forever, O God, your word is settled in heaven. So God's description for family is not just two people that love themselves or have self-love and then have more than enough self-love to give and then they marry somebody of the same gender. No, it is father. Somebody say father. Somebody say mother and child or children. So say father, mother, and child. Exactly. Male father. Female mother. <laughs> now you're going to be very interested in realizing that the Greek word for father is pater. From which you have paternity. Pater basically means the source 
and the sustainer of a thing. He is the initiator. He is the seed provider. He is the one who gives the original elements. It is through him that the attributes and the inherent traits and characteristics of that which will be birthed or produced are transferred or transmitted. Right? So this is very key, particularly for those who want to get married. Whatever it is you're seeing in the man you intend to get married to, you will multiply. Sometimes you will multiply what you don't like. You don't multiply things because you like them. You multiply things because you have the capacity to multiply. So women, you will multiply some of the attributes of your man. Even the ones you don't like. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying right now? If the seed comes into the multiply, multiplication chamber of the woman, aka the reproductive tract, it does not matter that the child or the mother did not like it. She has the instrument, the faculty, the apparatus, the contraption to multiply it. Are you following that now? So father is source and sustainer. But also realize that mother is important. We'll talk about mother shortly. So we'll talk about father. He's the one who imparts life. He imparts life and a true father is committed to sustaining the life. So a boy can impregnate somebody, but it takes a man to father a child. Are you following this now? This is the difference between gratifying your flesh and people who call it making love. But a lot of times when people are making love, they're actually making lust. Are you seeing that? So someone can impart seed, but it does not mean person is committed or trained to raise life. So the father imparts life and can take responsibility for the sustenance of that life. Is also the person who is the originator and the transmitter. So you can say this is the father of modern science, the originator or the transmitter, the father of arts, the father of culture, the father of coaching, the father of raising kings, the father of whatever. He's the person who's the originator and the transmitter. He's the author of a family or society. He is the instigator, the one who starts something. Now, you would understand something when you think about father and mother, even though both of them are nouns, do you realize that both of them are also verbs? Are you getting this now? So, a true father is not just somebody who holds the title, but who does the work. Because to father is to do the work of fathering. Are you feeling this now? To mother is to do the work of mothering. To nurture, to groom. Now, a lot of people are familiar with, uh, with expressions of, of father. But let me just talk to the women. Women, by the time I'm done with this segment, you should be super excited and feel very lifted and privileged, not prideful. But for you to understand that your role is extremely important. The Greek word for mother is matter. Somebody say matter. It is matter. It's M-A-T-R. But guess what matter is? Mata is the root word. So, you know, when you think about maternity or matron and all of that, Mata is the root word for Mata. M-A-T-T-E-R. So the father is the source, but it's the mother that makes it Mata. Guess what? Mata is also the root word for material. So people that say 1,000 yards of wife material, they didn't know that that's scriptural. Because matter is root of the material. It is the mother that materializes the flesh of the seed. Some of y'all are not getting that. So the father has the seed. The mother fleshes it out. 
If you remember agriculture, you know that there are actually male parts of a plant and female parts. And it's the female parts of the plants that materialize, my God. So there are many men who have potent seed, but the women they marry don't know how to materialize anything. Look at somebody and say, how many yards of white material are you? Look at somebody, male or female. What I mean is a man should look at a woman. Say, how many yards of wife material? T. Banja can't see you looking at nobody. Baby guy can't see you looking at. Dalakba is so good to see you this, this Sunday morning. I've missed you two weeks, right? Debbie, look at someone. Say, how many yards of wife material? So people say it as a joke, but there's a lot of truth in it. That the woman is the person who has the material. So if we were to use the fashion world, the man has the design, the woman provides the fabric. And so there are people who have a lot of fabric, but they are sewing nonsense. Because they don't have a father to give them designs. And there are people who have designs, but they are naked because there's no mother to clothe them. Are you seeing this now? This is the reason extreme feminism can never work. It was not designed to work. God never said in the beginning, let me make man. He said, let us. Because it takes the fathering and the mothering of the Godhead to produce a complete man. So lone parenting, what's it called? Is it lone parenting? Single parenting is not the norm and should not be the norm. I understand that there are cases, sometimes legitimate reasons why that happens. Death, physical abuse, domestic violence and all the rest. But it's not God's ideal. God never said, let me make man. Because in making any man, you need more than one party. The God had said, let us make man. I've talked about before that the father, the father God is our father. The Holy Spirit is not called a mother, but he materializes the character of Christ. That's why don't forget, you don't call it the fruit of the son. You call it the fruit of the spirit. Because the father produces the seed. The seed is the son, but the Holy Spirit fleshes out the characteristics of sonship in the life of the believer. Let somebody get in this now. So understand this. The woman is material. Somebody say I'm material. Somebody say I matter. What is matter? Matter is the core element for everything that we can see, that we can touch. That means that until your destiny is properly mothered, many things will not materialize in your life. I pray for somebody right here. It does not matter whether you had a good mother or not. God is going to raise a good mother in you. God has raised an excellent mother from you. You are coming out of that place of being alone, isolated, dumped, and abandoned. Something is going to come out of you in the name of Jesus. Something good, something positive, something constructive, something noble, something admirable. Something will come out of you. I don't know who I'm speaking to. But what you didn't have in a mother, the Lord will materialize in you. The maternal role of the Holy Spirit will begin to flesh out the seed of sonship, the attributes of the design of the divine, the design of the divine, and bring to the fore the things that ought to come out of you. I don't know who it is I'm speaking to, but receive this as an impartation of grace. In the name of Jesus. 
The father gives the DNA to the child. But check this out. The mother is the person that will flog that genius out of the child. If you don't believe me, ask me. I'm telling you. My wife knows the story. When I was early days of, of primary school, early days of primary school, I just used to play. Just play, 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 play. <laughs> I was going to say people that play a lot, they have some genius in them. It's true. A lot of people that play a lot, but they need to be nurtured and guided. And part of why they play a lot is that they're able to interact with things at a higher level than most people. So Richard Branson's very playful. 300 brands under the Virgin Collection. Are you following? Walt Disney. Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm not saying people that are serious and not smart. Sir, no wonder. Ah, finally, revelation. My pastor is a genius. He finally revealed to me the secret of my... You are smart. But you know what's better than being smart? You are wise. So I used to play. Just play. Talk to trees. Vlog trees. Eat chalk. Candle wax. Just talk crazy stuff. Like my, my pocket was an amusement park. Before they did my laundry, they had to ensure they pulled out the pockets because I had nails and stones, razor. What was I gathering? Molding things and <laughs> just gathering, gathering. No wonder we had the gathering of kings. Before it was the gathering of things. Now it's the gathering of I feel like preaching. Not somebody with a high five. No, not high five. Elbow your neighbor. Say you're in the right place. Then they will ask me two times two. I'll say 22. This guy, you advanced in the wrong direction. My mother got frustrated one day. My auntie still cited the story during my mom's birthday last month. And the story, I, I don't remember because by the time they had flogged me, they formatted my brain. I couldn't remember. The flogging was intense. So intense. It was a flogging of love. She was deeply devoted to imparting the fivefold ministry of her fingers. She left an impression that almost led to depression. But then brought about an expulsion from mediocrity and a compulsion into excellence. Because from then, then my grades began to go all the way up until I met another silly boy in primary four. Who rekindled? <laughs> but guess what? Went through secondary school on full scholarship. And I don't think you look at me today and say, I'm not one of the smartest people you have met. Except you have not met me. And for those who are not clapping, I think that's hating. And I'm not saying this from a prideful place, but who knows what I'm saying is quite true. What happened? I was smart, but a mother needed to bring the matter out of the design. The mother will mold and squeeze and push and pull. Are you understanding that? That's why the Bible says that he, watch this now, that is left to himself will bring shame to his mother. Are you following this now? When somebody does well, it's ah, good father. When the person's not doing well, it's ah, who's his mother? Are you following this now? So the woman or the mother materializes, materializes 
the deposits of the child. But check this out. Matter is also the root word for maternity. Maternity. Which means that the mother is the one who provides the hood or the care system, the support system. It is the root word for maternal. It is the root word for matrimony, which means that the limits of a marriage can actually be defined. Watch this. The depth of a marriage is often designed or determined, decided by the father. But the width, the scale, the scope of that marriage in terms of expression is likely hinged on the mother. Do you know why? Mama's mood can change the house. Come and talk to me, Simon. When dad is angry, who really cares? When mom is angry, everybody's wondering. Who knows what I'm talking about? The other day, my son gave my wife te- a teddy bear, right? Mommy, this is a teddy bear so you can sleep. Do they care about what, what I sleep with? Do they even care whether I have a teddy bear? Are you following what I'm saying? So the mother has a, an important role. But watch this. You can't just say I'm an excellent mother, then I marry anybody. Motherhood doesn't change manhood. It amplifies its characteristics. Some of y'all didn't get that. I will change him. I will change. No, no. The seed for change is from the man. <laughs> this is the reason, watch this. When a man and a woman get together and they're intimate, what happens? Who is changed after a few months? Who's changed? Do men grow pot bellies as the woman gets pregnant? Ah, we're pregnant. No, it's the woman who's changed. So the seed for change comes from the man. It does not mean that a woman cannot influence the husband. Let me just say it. Because be like, hey, so I can never change. I'm done for. No. The woman can influence the husband. The wise woman will influence the husband through prayer, through connection, through wise counsel, through tactful feedback, and through the judgment of a great character. Somebody say mothers and fathers matter. Shout matter matters. Check this out. It's also the root for material, which is the mother of construction. Right? So maternity, motherhood, maternal of a mother, matrimony, the mother in the marriage, becoming a mother, material, the mother of construction, matter, the mother of all material. Guess what? Matrix is also from mother, which means incubation. That's why you notice something when you want to birth something. Some of the most helpful people in the birthing process are who? Women! A woman can run with your vision, Kayabataka. Are you understand what I'm saying? And the way a woman can run with your vision, a woman can also cause division. Oh, talk to me, right? You remember? David killed Goliath. What did women say? Vicky, Vicky. Vicky, 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 Vicky. What did they say? Saul has killed us. Thousands. David has killed. Was it true or was he a lie? How was it true? Was it true or was he a lie? Was it true or was it a lie? How many people had Goliath? How many people had David killed? One, because but a woman is a multiplier. When she sees someone killing one giant in her mind, it's like this one can kill 100 giants. 
And for the woman, when they see a giant, they can spot. That's why the Bible says the seductress will hunt for the precious soul. So you are like, I don't have anything, but all the girls are looking for me. They're in my DM. They're sending me VN. They will soon send me VIM, Vim, to flush the stains. They are looking for you because they can see your destiny and your future. You think you're just a fine boy. They are seeing a fine destiny. Be careful. Look at a man beside you. Say, women can spot your future. The way Toby Karim is smiling, she's like, it's true. Ah, that guy. Ah, it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Women, am I saying the truth? Oh, come and talk louder than that. That guy. You see, he doesn't even have a pot. But they can see potential. Potential. They can see it. Because a woman has a matrix that births. It's not just the physical form, but in her mind, she's an amplifier. She's able to birth things. She's able to create new things. I don't know which woman I'm talking to, but you are no longer allowed to be stuck because your wiring makes you a birth chamber. Oh, where are the women this morning? Let me talk to the men. like the women are still incubating something. Let me talk to the men. Men, you are going to design things. Your design will attract the right material. The right material will materialize parts of your design you didn't even know existed. Have you ever designed something and then somebody saw something you did not see before? Are you hearing what I'm saying? In your own design. God will give you those kind of circumspect women. This is the reason, guess what? Whenever God wanted to amplify something in the Old Testament, was it men he gave to or was it women? He gave men the message but he gave women the microphone. One woman goes and empties all the men in the city. John chapter 4. Who are the people that announce the empty tomb? Women. Because women, they can make noise. And there is nothing wrong with making noise if you're making noise of the right message. Are you hearing what I'm saying right now? Can I get some noise making women? Can I get some loud women? Can I get some powerful women? Can I get some divinely anointed women? Can I get some loud and strong women? Why are they all still sitting down? Can I get some jumping, thumping? Lay your hands on your belly. Say, I have a matrix. I am maternal. I am a matron. Chai. I should have kept this message for Women's Sunday. <laughs> what will we now preach? Maybe L to preach that message. By the way, next week, Sunday, we're having men alone service in the first service. And we're having women alone service in the second service. I'm going to be teaching and interacting in the first service. LT is going to be teaching and interacting in the second service. So tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell everybody. Bring one discuss on me. I'm, I'm a little like, should we actually stream next week's service? Should we stream it? Why do people work like this? Is something wrong with their legs? <laughs> do you know this time was very popular? People ask disc man. Thank you.
All right. So mothers have metrics. I mean, I mean, oh Lord. Guess what? The mother is also can be a matriarch who's a ruler over a place. So a mother can be a matriarch. And a mother, I saw matron, but it looked like moron. <laughs> a mother can be a matron, dignified mother. But guess what? A mother, the word mata is also the root word for matriculate. Matriculate, which talks about admission or confirmation in a new way of learning. So a mother can entrench people into a new stream of thinking, a new stream of learning. Hannah, 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 can you hear what I'm saying? All right. So with that in mind, we need both of them. Jesus says, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. What are the responsibilities when you have a father who's a designer and you have a mother who's a multiplier? When you have the father who gives division of labor and you have, watch this, the mother who brings what? Multiplication of favor. Are you following that? Because he that finds a wife, the wife is part of the word for midwife. Are you getting that now? A midwife helps to take delivery of a baby to multiply the seed of the woman. So he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains what? Favor. So the father is born into labor. Work the garden. The mother is born into favor because she enters a garden that she didn't have to work. This is the reason many women love the baby girl life. Because they did not come to suffer. Can I get a baby girl in the house? Can I get a Jesus baby girl in the house to just, 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 just wave? My wife, my wife so sat on the phone yesterday that she believes if she asks 70% of women, they don't want to work or lift a finger. In fact, the Bible says that the men went out to work and the women just divided the spoil. Come on. They decided which trinket I will wear, which bracelet I'm going to wear. Are you understand what I'm saying? You deserve a palace. You deserve luxury. But let me just, oh, can, can I just talk to you? Don't settle for struggle and shame and reproach. I'm not saying marry a millionaire or a billionaire, but his work ethic has to be a good prophet of his future. You must be able to look at what he's doing, the vision is running with, the ability and say this one is not going to suffer. Something is going to break for him. A door is going to open for him. Access will be granted. I feel like I'm preaching to people who are already too full. I need a hungry person this morning who will absorb the life of what I'm sharing. That you will look at that man and said this one the seed is strong and my womb is large enough to multiply from a one bedroom apartment to a six bedroom mansion from a laptop I already see seven floors of his company are you hearing what I'm saying mothers you don't need to be fathers you are already good enough you are matron you help us matriculate you have the matrix you matter you have material Are you getting that? So quickly, what are the responsibilities of fatherhood of parents and when they get together? Number one, parents feed. Feed. 
So in this place, our Father one in heaven, all the men in the kingdom come, the will be done enough as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Did you see that Jesus never said, beg for your daily bread? Because every child is entitled to nutrition. Every child is entitled to feeding. So if you can't feed yourself, don't bring somebody else into this world. Are you getting that? Because a child should not be begging in traffic or by the roadside or carrying something on their heads. Help me, God go bless you. Auntie fine girl, I'll go honor you. Uncle handsome man, God go. Give some beats right there. Come on, come on. Children should not have to beg. It never says, please give us. It says, ask for it. If you who are weak and know how to give good gifts to your children, it says, how much will the Heavenly Father give you? That which you ask of Him. It is a parent's role to feed, to feed the child. And feeding is on three levels, primarily material substance. Our children must be well fed. Somebody say, my children will be well fed. And one of the things you want to do is you want to intentionally intentionally build an atmosphere of abundance. So in our house, when we buy stuff, we buy stuff. Somebody say buy. It's not just because we don't want to keep going to the store or the shop or the market or wherever we source our material from, manna from heaven. But it's because I am very particular, we are very particular about them seeing abundance. So sometimes I count money in front of Kamin. Are you understanding this? Or they go to the storehouse or the storage and they see plenty. It affects the mind. Because if their only memory of provision is in traffic. Ah, what we today? In other words, you're trying to say to them that feeding is an emergency affair. And some of us don't know why we never have more than 50,000 in our account. The programming started when you were a child. Because there was never excess. You never experienced the growing up. And so anytime you have 5 million naira, you must spend it or waste it. Because you are not used to a system of supply. When it says daily bread, bread is the provision. Daily is the routine of the system. So parents must set in place a system of supply. I teach when I'm training people in personal growth and business. I say that you are not yet ready. For your next level, except you have a system that can sustain you for six months if your current source of income is taken away from you. You're not ready. You need to have at least six months. My mother called me last night. I was speaking to her. And my brother-in-law had discovered my name. There's this sex thing going on. So I had bought stocks when I was in Unilag years ago. Bought stocks. It wasn't a lot of money then. But I just forgot. I mean, I bought stocks after that. You know, more recently and all of that. But I still have that. I'm sure the yield of that would be a whole lot now. The testimony I said I have, I can't give you the details of it, was an investment I made about nine or how many years ago? 2011, 2010 or so. 11 years ago, the investment has yield plenty money. Somebody say amen to God. A system of supply. Because when it says daily bread, you will not be able to provide daily bread if you are planting the wheat on the day you want to bake the bread. 
think ahead. I said a couple of weeks ago that generally in my life, I plan two or three stages beyond. So I'll say it again. Some of you might get tired of hearing it, but say it again. As I'm preaching right here, my body is here, but my spirit is seeing that big facility sitting on six acres of land. How will it happen? The same way this happened. For by faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the power of God. Guess what? Even in the system of the world, in the system of the kingdom, God is the father. Jesus is our big brother. The Holy Spirit plays the motherly role. But every spirit needs a body. What is the body of the Holy Spirit? The church. So it is the church that helps you materialize the seeds of greatness God has placed in your spirit. It is the church that baits you, that cleans you, that disciplines you, that corrects you, that affirms you, that validates you, that challenges you, that stretches you, that provokes you. Are you seeing that now? So we must provide systems of supply as parents. Blessed are all the single people. For for many of us, we didn't learn this before we got married. Are you getting what I'm saying? Once you start thinking like this to change all your choices, everybody's going to party, everybody's going to Quinox at the Equinox until they are Carnox. Guess what you're doing? You're put, some of you didn't know I, I, I invested in shares in university. What are shares? That's the problem. Are you serious? Are you a gardener? You want to be sharing? <laughs> All right. So we must feed. That's the first thing. Give us this day our deliver. Matthew 7, 7 to 12. He explains, ask and shall be given. Six shall not. Uh, uh, six shall not, sorry, six shall find. Knock that shall be open for everyone who asks with one of six finds. To whom he knocks, that door shall be open. Which one of you will his father ask or his child ask for bread? Give him a stone. Which one of you? And so forth and so forth. A system of supply. Somebody says supply. Number two, parenting includes leading. Leading. And there are two major aspects of leading. One aspect of leading is instruction. Somebody say instruction. So the first thing is feed. Godly parents feed. Number two, godly parents lead. Instruction. Number two, on the leading is correction. Somebody say correction. One day we'll look at this a whole lot more. But in Matthew 6.13, see what the word says. And do not lead us into temptation. In other words, we are open to your instruction. We are open to your leadership. But the next verse says, but deliver us from the evil one. In other words, correction is a form of deliverance. Oh, yo. Some of you are quiet on that. Correction or instruction will save your life. Somebody say instruction. Your voices are dropping will save your life. Let me show you a couple of verses from the book of uh, Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13. This is very, 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 very important. I see the Lord pouring the oil of wisdom upon somebody's life. I see the Lord pouring oil. Look at what it says, verse 4, verse 13. What does it say? What should you do? Take firm hold. This is why I don't joke with wisdom. I don't joke with insights. I don't joke with revelation. The Bible says, take firm hold. Why? Instructions are slippery. 
instructions can get away. You don't get it until it begins to show in your life. Many times I've gotten up. No, take from hold. How? With your mind. How? With meditation. How? By writing down. By what? Recording. By what? Absorbing it in value vaults and trapping the thoughts in containers that will outlive the moment of inspiration. So that when the inspiration is not there, you've already captured the thought. Are you understanding what, is, what I'm saying now? He said, take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. And then, does, does it say keep him? Keep him? Why is instruction female? Why is instruction female? Wisdom too is called female. Because they matter. And they help to materialize. Instruction is God's investment to materialize your inner potential. Peter, cast your net to the right side. Instruction. A whole catch of fish materializes. Instruction is feminine. It's got the matrix. That's why when God wants to change your life, he gives you an instruction. Give this. Submit that letter. Make that project. Write that book. Sow into that life. Build that. Travel there. This is the system of God. And it does not matter how great your potential is, there must be an instruction in a teaching like this. In one-to-one -one counseling conversation, a divine leading, a stranger walks, to you, walks up to you at the airport and says, I just feel this about you. God will amplify your life by depositing an instruction in your heart. Somebody say, I hear, I hear, I hear. What does it say about instruction? She is... Woo! What? What does that mean? God delivers dimensions of your life to you in capsules of instruction. Your life in the spirit is contained in capsules of instruction. God gives us an instruction. Come back to Nigeria. I said, say what? I reject it. Now what? Now we? Network busy. So when God wrestled me, wrestled me, wrestled me, and my wrestling with God is very intellectual. I keep asking him questions. So we'll just be asking. So I'll be asking God. So you are now saying to me that the vision you showed me, that will be an international voice. That I should go and dump it now. I have already come out of Nigeria. No man is born and then returns to the womb. I'm reasoning with God. God is like, eh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Wiseman, Wiseman Dams. And then when, when, when God rests, and I started asking my wife, what if God said? But guess what? Instruction. Come back to Nigeria. Look at you now. You have materialized as a result of that instruction. Jeebus jobs, Jeebus cars, Jeebus marriage, and the children that they will materialize were connected to an instruction. I wonder whose destiny is hanging on your instruction. Said it's your life. Instruction is life. Some of you guys have been giving the same instruction. Three years. Three years. In other words, you are postponing your life. Some of say fathers have to instruct. Say mothers have to instruct. You gotta run. So the next one is instruction and correction. 
We can look at many other places in the Bible where we see correction. But let's look at Hebrews 12, 5 to 11 real quick. Hebrews 12, 5 to 11. It says, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise what the chastening or the correction of the Lord. Not be discouraged. Don't be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. By the way, God can rebuke you directly. The Holy Spirit can rebuke you. But your parents can also rebuke you. Spiritual parents can rebuke you. Your team lead can rebuke you on God's behalf. As long as they are doing it in love and within the parameters of the word of God. That's still God instructing you. That's still God chastening you. He says, don't be discouraged. Why? It can be discouraging. But see what it says. It says, for a father, tell me, for whom the Lord loves, what does he do? He corrects. He chases. Then he uses another word. He uses another word that is deeper than correction and chastening. Scourge. Look at somebody say Koboko is coming. You know what Koboko is? You know what Koboko is? Koboko is a wisdom instilling device. You don't know Koboko. It's technology of importation. It's like a whip. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's like a whip that whips you into shape so that you're not skimmed milk. <laughs> Realignment device. Okay, you don't know Koboko. You know Pankere. Pankere. It's not like pancake or pancake. <laughs> right? It's that he's gorgeous that God will afflict you, your backside sometimes, because he's receiving you. Are you seeing this now? So correction is a divine investment. And when we're raising our children, the, the proverb says, train up your child, I believe 22 verse 6, train up your child in the way he should go. When he grows up, he will not depart from it. Watch this now. Every train eventually gets coaches. So y'all didn't get that. Let me just drop it. You get it later. Oh yeah. A train has coaches. You don't know it's called coach, okay. You know those buses connected to the train? They are called coaches. Ah! It is well. <laughs> Why do you think it was? Like buses. Okay, the mole that the train carries. It says the Lord scourges. Right. So number one, feed. Number two, lead. Number three, heed. Godly parents heed. To heed means to pay particular attention, to listen to. Are you understand what I'm saying now? To listen to, to pay attention to. Godly parents listen. And that listen is not just what they are saying, it's also what they are not saying. It's also how they are looking. Do you know you can hear somebody's face? You're aware of that? You can hear someone's face. My wife has different faces for me. And sometimes those faces show me what phases we're in. <laughs> so that we don't phase anybody. But last time I checked, I'm not two-faced. Even the person called two-faced say, I'm no longer doing I'm now two-baba. Baba, 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 baba. Heed. <laughs> That boy is tired. You can't be tired. You have to. Yeah. Let's celebrate Dark Boy. Dark Boy is with us this morning. It's very, 
Busy man, but very gifted. Very, very gifted. God has sent us some very strong men. Hallelujahs. Heat! <laughs> Let me finish my message. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> oh, I, control. Let, one of my problems in this world is my thoughts don't end. Do you understand? So as I think about this, I'm thinking about thinking about. So I, my mind has gone in different directions, but the spirit of a prophet, subject to the prophet. So heed Matthew chapter six verse nine. In this manner, therefore, pray. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So God is listening. God is paying attention. He's in a different place. But it's in the same space, spiritual or emotional space. So good parenting will listen, will pay attention. Psalm 103, 13 to 17. As a father pities his child, you have to be connected to somebody for you to pity that person. To have emotional resonance, empathy. How many of us know that we got in center relationship because we felt our parents were not there for us? How many of you know that sometimes you rebel? Your decision is rebellion. Not against their instruction, but against their disposition. You wanted to show them. Are you understand what I'm saying? Do you know for, for a long time, I didn't understand, I didn't realize, and I'm not sure if I've ever spoken to my wife about this. I didn't realize that one of my challenges when I was studying chemical engineering was rebellion. I was rebelling subconsciously because I felt I wanted to study architecture, but my parents wanted me to study chemical engineering. So many times in year one, I will go to Aki Studio. It took me time to join the dots. Tombs knows Unilag. Chemical engineering and Aki Studio have nothing in common. They are miles apart. You have to pass through science, go through the bridge, pass through. It's called place Hellfire at the time. There was a place called Hellfire. Even the enemy feared walking through. The place was filled with clouds, but not of glory. Puff, puff. Right? Then you pass through engineering and you go to Aki. That's where it was. Rebellion. Are you honest? Some of you don't know. The day you went to that party, that first day, party after party after party, and then you parted with something you shouldn't have parted with. The Red Sea was parted. Rebellion! Because you found nobody was listening to you. So you watch Kimpi set, scared. They say, eh? Are you an Olosho? Leave this place. They did not even pay attention to you to find out why were you wearing that skirt. So he said to yourself, no problem. When I'm at home, I'm Sister Mary. Long skirts, no slits, scarf, turban on top of the scarf. No lipstick. I'll put ashes on my lips. My lips are sealed. Bless you, mommy. The Lord purify your spirit, daddy. It is well with you, my beloved Abba. But, outside, level up, boom, level up. Boss it. Silhouette challenge. Red. You were TikToking before TikTok. Walkie talkie had nothing on you. Because the way you are outside. So you have dual life. 
And for some people, they struggle with that even in marriage where their spouses don't know they have other houses. Ah, you are the only one I love. <laughs> God bless. So he said, he said, the father pities us, seeks to find out why, seeks to understand. Sometimes we'll cry with, hold dear. One of the things we called my prayers last night, my father still said a prayer, right? Do you know almost every Monday, almost every Monday, every Monday, my father is going to call me to say, eh, so about when his service I know. In other words, how was yesterday's service? Are you understanding this? It's going to be 75 in May. Glory to the Most High God. But he still, and I hear the empathy in his voice. And so for some of you who've seen me with my children, I hug my children. I kiss my children. I carry my children. I rub their heads. I sing over them. I play with them. Because that is what the father does. He says the father will rejoice over you with singing. He will cover you with his love. It is not by sexuality or effeminate being effeminate. It is being in touch and having the passion. So that they are already buffered with layers of love. And when life storms come, there is security. They don't have to explore. They know that they are loved. They know they have a father can run to when there is a challenge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of you also know, even here in Kings, before the lockdown, I will hug you sometimes. So some of you might even punch you. Not, not hard punch, you know. Just that love touch or love laugh. Are you understand what I'm saying? Because many of us, we didn't have that early enough. So we kept on looking for it everywhere. And then we fell in the wrong places. You thought it was a well. It was a hole. That it was a well of love. It was a hole that swallowed your pride and esteem in life. But thank God you're in a great house. Got to wrap it up. Number four, creed. Creed. Godly parents feed. Let's start from number one. Godly parents feed. Godly parents lead. Godly parents heed. Godly parents set the creed. What's the creed? A set of beliefs that guide the culture, the traits, the principles, the values. In my house, there are certain values. The house I was raised in, certain values. Prayer is such a value. My, my father can pray. He doesn't pray. I don't see him praying for long, but I don't see time passing for long without him praying. My father can pray three or four times. Ah, a jaguar. Ah, what a beautiful testimony. <laughs> That's a beautiful testament. Ah, Our Father and our God. But guess what? You have a praying father. And every man in this house will be a praying father. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We will pray. We will do things differently. Like Elton mentioned in our session yesterday when we're opening, anything we're saying to you right now, don't think that, oh, I can't have it. Do you know that Abraham was from a heathen kingdom? Heathen. Heathen. 
No lineage of godly priests found they were idol worshippers. God said, in you shall all, watch this, what? Families of the earth. So even God proliferates eternal blessings through families. And said, if I can find one man, ah, all the families can be restored. May Abraham's rise. The Abrahamic dimension. That no matter what you lacked in your parents or seemingly lacked in your upbringing, the Lord himself in this woman covers you with grace. The Lord covers you with grace. In the name of Jesus. So look at this. Creed. What is the creed? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So a godly family and uh, emblemizes, embodies, yes, that's the word, embodies the value systems of the kingdom of God and they see their marriage, their home, their parenting as one of the outlets for the expression of kingdom values, kingdom intentions, the will of Je Je Jehovah, Yahushua, it says your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I was met in course of the week and the Lord showed me that God's will is God's will. God's W-I-L-L is God's W-H-E-E-L. Life moves. Your life moves when you're on God's will. When you're connected to God's will. Any progress you make outside of the creed of Christ is actually retrogression. You are progressing away from Christ for whom all things were made. So when the creed is not Christ-centered or rooted in Christ, even though it looks like progress in heaven, it's re retrogression. Are you getting that? And finally, for time's sake, so let me just read something. 2 Timothy 3, 12 to 17. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 3, 12 to 17. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them and that's from what talk to me now people from when childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in who so from childhood, Timothy had the creed from childhood. So my wife has given my children, our children, memory verses. And I'm teaching them songs. Some songs that I composed myself. And some songs are old songs. Like Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. So sometimes when I'm bathing them, what we do? Okay, let's do affirmations. Oh, can we do this song? We haven't done this song in a long time. Are you understanding that? You're indoctrinating them. Because you're not going to have so much time with them. You know, so many times when they're getting so playful and so, part of what, what just makes me consoled or comforted or encourages, come in as four years. In five years or six years, he's going to be in secondary school. Are you understanding? From secondary school, you are not really in control. You are now a punctuation in their lives. 
You don't control the gadgets. You don't control the movies. You don't control the conversations. You don't control the emotional atmosphere. You don't control that. And that's part of why I'm very excited about the second service where I'm going to be asking some questions. How do you maintain the godly atmosphere in their absence? Because Aimeko was, was in school a couple of years and now she said to me, she said to me after she graduated secondary school, she said that PDMs, I'm on Instagram uh, and, you know, I'm scared because I see some of the people who went to the school I went to. And what they are wearing now can wear people out. She didn't say it like that, but. So, you have to invest the time. And finally, godly parenting breeds. Breeds by inheritance. So in Matthew it says, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever and ever. Proverbs 13 verse 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Psalm 112, 2-3, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Did somebody get something this morning? That amen doesn't sound convincing. Did somebody get something of value this morning? Let's jump on our feet, put our hands together and glorify God for releasing wisdom and strength and life to us. Celebrate God if you heard a word. If you found courage, like Godly parents and breeds, it raises a kind of persons. A kind of persons. So in, in my family, we love knowledge, we love wisdom, we love the things of the spirit intellectual things matter my father and mother have bred a kind of persons you bring them by inheritance but the greatest inheritance you can give your child is not money the greatest inheritance you can give your child is the vital connection to God but I want us to pray right now raise both hands up to heaven say Lord let all those instructions find material manifestation in my life if you're a mother matter say I will matter in my generation is that Daniel see They're praying. Raise your hands up to heaven. Some of you want to pray, I will be the difference. I will be the difference. I will be the difference. Some of you are at the continuation. You're not starting. If you're like me, you're not starting this process, but you have a responsibility to magnify it, to amplify it, to multiply it, to ride on the waves of those that the Lord raised you through. And for some of you, the Lord planted you in a family by adoption. And you are grateful for that. So don't be ungrateful. Thank him. Maybe an uncle, maybe you grew up in an uncle's house, an auntie's house, and you picked up some things and said, ah, I did not know the family could be like this. Thank God. Maybe it was a local church. Maybe it is kings. Maybe you look at me and LT and go, wow. So this is possible. Thank him for that picture. When you thank the Lord, make a commitment, Japheth. I will be a father that feeds. I will be a father that leads. I will be a father that heats. I will be a father. Borako Siakatavas. 
talk to the Lord, he's hearing you. What kind of man ought you to be? What kind of woman ought you to be? Raise your hands to the Lord, Father, pour upon this house oil, oil, oil as healing for those who need healing, oil as ease for those who are strained in their relationship between themselves and their parents, between themselves and their intended. Pour oil, fuel to be able to run with those words, to be able to create a fresh template, to be able to move. Lord, we receive right now. Lord, we receive. Receive. The Lord is dealing with some people. There's a moment of deep impartation happening right now. Receive in your heart. Receive in your spirit. Receive in your soul. Thank you, Father. Father, our hands are lifted to you. You are the Father of all spirits. You are our Abba. The one who knows everything we have been through. You can spot the gaps in our upbringing. The delays, the trauma. For some of us, the disappointment, the heartbreak, the hatred even. But Father, you are able to heal, to do a deep work. So we ask today, God, that you do a deep work in every heart and every soul. For those who have memories emblazoned, burnt into their minds that produce fear, insecurity, low self-esteem. Lord, in this moment, let the potency of the blood of Jesus purge every evil conscious, evil consciousness, consciousness of evil. Let the blood of Jesus and the power of redemption clean out, clear out the stamps and the stain and the smudges and the smearing of sensuality and cruelty, insensitivity, abandonment, that thing that makes us suspicious of people, that makes us run away from opportunities, hide our potential, be unduly envious, that thing that came from a place of brokenness. My God and my Father, let it not just be a topical intervention. Let it be beneath the surface. Deal with the root cause. Deal with the root cause. Uproot in the name of Jesus. Satanic seeds that were illegally embedded in our subconscious through words actions, maybe things we stumble upon, online, offline the things that we saw that we ought not to have seen, heard, ought not to have heard, the poisoning of our souls by the words of bitterness from dad or mom the words of regret and abuse how the mother's words made us hate our fathers and father's actions made us hate our mothers God! You are the father of all spirits the God of all flesh we're there to believe for a new beginning. Raise in this house model marriages, fulfilled families, 
agents of healing, supernatural conduits of the character and the creed of Christ. We give you all the praise, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I know somebody wants to just honor God this morning. We are grateful for Abba, for the fatherhood of God. Can you open up your mouth this morning? Can you make it loud? Shout unto God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.